0: It is October 26th, 2020. It's spooky season and this is Atlanta United FC Weekly, a Home Before Dark podcast. When you got Bone and Vip, or is that White Claw? No, that's White Claw. Okay. Hi, I'm Tim Herb. As always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Mr. Kevin Bradley. How's it going, man? The, the bearded one. Doing well. Doing well. We got no Dan tonight. Hashtag, where's Dan? And <sighs> it's par for the course, right? Yeah, I'm always, like, without one of you guys, I feel I like. Think
1: he, I think he has a one-episode limit with dealing with me, which is understandable.
0: <laughs> This is like, uh, Dan, you good for this week? Uh, I don't know. Is Kevin, I'm going to wait for Kevin to respond first. Exactly. It (laughs) (laughs) it. it turns into that, that weird game show that you guys had going on last week. Thank you guys. As always for making time for us on a Monday evening, Elliot Beaven so far, the only one of the trap saying anything, I guess people are going to be quiet. I hope not be vocal, be vocal. Well, they
1: stopped tuning into our show as much as they've stopped tuning into Atlanta United at this point. Hey,
0: at least you don't need a VPN to watch Home Before Dark.
1: Hey, that's a positive.
0: Yeah, Elliot Beaven with the ultimate on-point uh, comment saying, I am not mad at Atlanta United. I am disappointed. I Big dad mind. vibes. Big disappointed dad vibes coming. In
1: case anybody uh, missed last week's episode? I
0: don't know. Uh, Brian Daniels is saying a 0-0 zero, zero draw. DC. LA P even, 4 0 Atlanta.
1: Brittany S two One Atlanta. I'll say 2 1 DC. Oh weird. Weird. Don't even need to watch this team anymore. I know what they're doing. Did you really
0: be. so whenever I was out getting ready for the show, you you're <laughs> prepped. <laughs> While I was out getting a drink and you know, getting ready, you're finding I, I a was very prepping. self yeah. I was prepping. Yeah. Self-congratulations. Just, just,
1: I just want to remind everyone, Tim said 4-0, Atlanta.
0: That that was Kevin's version of Diamond Dallas Page, former WW, uh, WCW great Diamond Dallas Page, and yoga innovator Diamond Dallas Page. That's Kevin vers- Kevin's version of his self-high five. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah,
0: that's exactly what it is. Like if you I, guys say, are watching I don't even need to you-
1: watch the games. I know what's going
0: on. You happen. didn't even let me get the promotion out. Who if you cares, guys are watching this on YouTube. You're clearly
1: tuning into the best. I'm here
0: tonight. <laughs> If you're watching on YouTube, smash the like button, hit the subscribe button, notification bell icon. Thumbs up
1: or thumbs down, good. I forget. Oh God. Is it thumbs is this- up on YouTube? It's good. <laughs> thumbs up on YouTube's good.
0: It's a new policy. It's new policy to help with people's feelings that they're gonna do only sideways thumbs for hmm. YouTube videos moving forward. Oh yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, Brittany S. and Percy Herrera in the in the trap. Uh yeah. Uh, Brittany S saying I was about to throw in the towel after last game. Coach uh, Chiefs, Coach Steve says I can't watch live tonight, but wanted to say hey, so hey, thank you. We appreciate it, Coach Steve. It's not going to be the same without you in there. And Brittany S waiting for 2021. (laughs) Percy Herrera just saying COVID. That's it. Just COVID. I saw Percy was. I saw Percy was at the game. The uh, Atlanta Falcons game yesterday, did anybody in the trap go to the Atlanta United game on Saturday? I would love to hear about that experience from watching on TV, because I did watch. The experience seemed like the a best.
1: Falcons home game?
0: <laughs> the so Atlanta United game. <laughs> no, yes, yes. It's, it looked like it, the Atlanta United game was a Falcons game. But it did look like... Of all the games that I've seen fans at in the stadiums, you've seen a lot of bunching. It actually did look like they were spacing people out pretty well. Chris Berry in the trap saying the free masks were cool. That's okay. Cool.
1: Yeah. Uh, speaking it, of COVID news, I mean, kind of uh good timing. I don't know if you saw the news a couple hours ago, but a player tested positive for Atlanta United. So practice is canceled tomorrow ahead of oh. the match on Wednesday. And all the players and staff will be tested tomorrow. To see if that game will continue as planned. So,
0: shit. That's why another Percy fun said Kevin. turn of
1: events. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, and then Chris Barry said, "I heard a strange rustling sound during the game. Turns out it was a flag waving. It was probably my wife's flag, which was one of the ones we saw out there." Um, and then Kevin Escobar in the trap saying, "I think them losing is more evidence of them getting into the playoffs and winning the cup. I like that thinking." Because we're not in Europe, don't care about regular season standing except to get into the playoffs. That's all and I'm I don't
1: think that's going to happen anymore. Yeah, you still think that Atlanta makes the play-in game at this point?
0: Fuck it, why not? Yeah. Oh my god, dude.
1: <laughs> why not, man? Oh boy, what am I going to do
0: with you? I don't know. Come we hang out in the tomorrow. We got
1: three three games left. Um, sitting. Two points out of that play-in game standing with Chicago having a game in hand.
0: What do we got? We got Orlando on Wednesday. We have Cincinnati on Saturday. And then who do we have the following Orlando, weekend?
1: Cincy, and Columbus. So we will definitely lose that Columbus match, most likely lose Orlando. And even with a win against Cincy, we have to hope that the other two teams don't draw any of their last three or potentially four games. Don't see that happen. Huh. So I like it though, Tim.
0: I like it. Why not, man? It's I'm not going to get that disappointed if we don't make the play. Oh, I'm not disappointed
1: why- that we're not going to make it. I'm just saying we're not going to make it.
0: Hey, I don't have money riding on it. I don't know. This is what it is. Are there betting odds
1: on that? Can you find betting odds on that?
0: Oh, I don't know if they're even betting odds on Atlanta United or on MLS games. Actually, no. Who scored has, I guess, I was going to say, surely there's odds. Like, you can bet on anything, man. Yeah, keep talking. Keep talking and I'll find them. They're on bet 365. Yeah,
1: I'd like to see what the odds are for Atlanta United to make the playoffs.
0: Oh, this is, okay. This is downloading. It says I have an outdated version of Adobe Flash Player. So I got to install this real quick before. (laughs) (laughs) all (laughs) <laughs> Hold on. let's uh, see soccer I've never gone to one of these betting websites probably good for, for both me and for my marriage the let's see USA MLS Kevin
1: Escobar I mean it would be very 2020 for some random bullshit to happen to pull us through uh, Brittany S 5% chance I think that's an accurate percentage <laughs> that I would place on Atlanta making it but see. I'm sure you can make some money if you put some money down on atlanta making it because okay so let's see how that happens
0: at let oh i'm so used to fight odds which make a lot of sense to me and these do not make any sense to me so let's see um here i'll share this let me share this screen real quick let me go let me pull this up and you guys can explain to me Explain it to me like I'm five years old.
1: <laughs> you have a surplus.
0: Next year, I'll be six. Uh, um, which is very
1: tiny. So there's that. Is it? No wonder you can't uh, tell what's going on. Hold on. Is it better? Yeah, it's
0: better. Sorry, All right. All right, I got so much privilege in this 34 uh, inch ultra wide monitor. Okay. So we have Atlanta United in Orlando City. So I'm used to fight odds for MMA or boxing where it's like plus or minus 100, 200, whatever, uh, where it tells you how much you have to bet or how much money you would make um, if you bet 100 bucks or how much What is, you six have to to, like, to is this? to bet. Is this like bucks.
1: six to five odds or six, 13 so, to twenty odds?
0: So, this is to draw, I'm guessing. There's a three to one chance of us drawing, a seven to two chance that Atlanta United wins. So, we have seven to two odds in this match, and they have 13 to 20. Is that right? I don't understand how that works. Somebody explain this to me. <laughs> oh, I'm opening stuff up that just doesn't make sense. Okay. I'm not even going to try. This is great. No, I'm not going to try. I think you should
1: up. just bet the house on it.
0: Yeah. Sounds like Why
1: you
0: not? got it. Well, I was right last time, right? That we didn't lose to Orlando, that we drew.
1: Yeah, but you also thought we were going to beat DC
0: 4-0. We beat DC 4 nothing the time before. I think Sports there's precedence man. out there. You're Sports right. But Dan, Dan was right on the show. They have that new manager bump and. Um, but to Elliot Bevin's point, he's saying play John Gallagher. Atlanta will have a better chance. It didn't make a whole lot of sense. Like I understood what they were going for in in some aspects. If you look at the lineup from Saturday, it was ultra attacking. We saw two DB, two DPS in there for the first time in months. I feel yeah. like since we were down in Orlando, I think right. I think maybe we got PD I mean, and Petey
1: one in there. Let's be honest. I mean, I guess yeah, for sure. Couple weeks.
0: Yeah, but I will say. That Marcelino Moreno is my new favorite player on Atlanta United. Um, hell of a signing. Absolutely hell of a signing. For all the slack that, and it maybe deservedly so, all, all the slack that the front office has been getting for some of the some of the departures and arrivals that have happened over the past year, namely the Frank de Borsaga and PD. But um, they really hit it out of the park, I feel like, with Marcelino Moreno. I'm glad... I mean, he's not Miguel Almarone, but at the same time, whenever he gets the ball at his feet, I feel pretty confident what's going to happen um, is going to be something positive. Like, he keeps control. He has great positional awareness. He finds people on the field, and he is an absolute dog. He and Barco, for as much as Barco hits the deck, most of the time I feel like he's getting hit and he's not embellishing. Whereas – I. And maybe this is just revisionist history. Maybe cat, whatever victim of the moment. But I feel like Petey Martinez, whenever he hit the deck, I saw him looking up, looking for calls more often than than not. Whenever he would hit the deck, and some like embellishing. Whereas Marcelina Moreno is the same il- of the same ilk. I feel like that Joseph Martinez, and I think Barco is now, where they're not. They're just absolute dogs, and they want to be out there to play. They want to get after the ball. They want to create. They just want to run their asses off for ninety plus. And, dude, I'm so excited about it. Like for all the, like for as downtrodden as everybody is about the rest of the season, and maybe rightfully so. Whatever. We haven't really experienced this this downfall, but the positivity that he brings towards the lineup going forward, I think, as an anchor in that midfield, I think is fantastic
1: and i think that it's incumbent on the front office now more than ever to instill some sort of sense of calm or reassurance to him and to barco both so that oh, sure. he doesn't because you know my fear would be that Especially, I mean, right now you've only got three games left this season, right? Like, it's ultimately going to be a wash. If this was the beginning of the season, it would be a completely different situation. But you don't want him to lose that fire because results aren't happening and he feels like his efforts aren't producing anything. And I think that he could easily get his head down and feel like, if I'm giving 130% every game and we're still not producing any results and I'm not improving – My status or my value as a result of that, what's the point in doing so? I think the front office really needs to sort of approach these players and let them know. I mean, surely they know the situation to begin with, and they know that they're kind of fighting for what they're kind of showcasing what their talents are for whoever that future manager may be and for the front office. But I think that's something that the front office needs to keep in mind and communicate to these players that there is going to be a manager and you hope to see some culture shift and some tactile tactics applied to their style of play and formations and an approach to the game that we just ultimately haven't really seen since Frank's departure.
0: Sure. Kevin Escobar saying he he's definitely putting in work, putting his effort and And showing that he wants to move up. I think that's the, I think that's good. I mean, the, the point that you make about him, making sure that the front office is instilling some sense of calm and some sense of direction to get him to buy in. I don't, I think that was probably already talked about going in, right? Because he came in in a team that was in flux. You had Steven Glass was already the interim manager of the team. Um, I don't know if you saw the news, but it looks like Gabriel Heinze is going to end up managing Palmeiras, I think it was, mm-hmm. uh, or Corinthians. It was, it's a Brazilian club, I believe.
1: Argentinian,
0: what? was it?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, I saw it right before we got on. Um, I could have read that wrong though. Um, according to reports out of Brazil,
0: yeah, Palmeiras, uh, which is a Brazilian club. So, oh, I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry, he's Argentinian. That's where right. I yeah, got yeah, right
0: yeah, up. Yeah, sorry. Um, so he's going to to Coach Palmeiras when he I mean, everybody seemed to love his fit, uh, knowing the tutelage that he came from and whatever, it didn't happen. Um, I, I have no idea who they've who they've pinpointed or focused on. But to that to that end, I mean, again, I mean I think Marcelino Moreno coming into a team that's in flux and just playing his ass off. Do you, like he he looks he looks great. I'm excited about that. I think that there are a lot of key pieces that we're seeing right now. And we talked about this months ago. And I feel like even in these days, de- like I feel, you know, I've been a fan of a lot of teams that have had rebuilds in my lifetime. And I that was, that's always been one of the more interesting things and one of the funner things to watch through the rebuild process is setting your expectations at the beginning, knowing we're not going to have a good year what bright spots can we find and what is going to you know who's going to help us in the future and i think we have i mean to Elliot's point john gallagher definitely a piece for the future brooks lennon big piece for the future marcelina moreno big piece for the future because again we talked about it last week he's 25 Towards coming the in on his ep yeah. yeah or not at the end of his career but he, like well, he's, he's on the
1: last leg of his career it's not a go to europe in his prime his yeah.
0: yeah i think yeah for sure um that sounds so silly to say about a 25-year-old, but uh, <laughs> Percy's trying to invoke and and com- he's he's summoning the Parceros.
1: Yeah, you, uh, you say track. Pity three times, the Parceros will show up. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: that said, Kevin Escobar saying, for those giving P.D. a hard time when he came, not having the coach he was expecting, but clearly not showing as much effort at the start, so I hope they show a bit more gratitude for a player like Marine. I don't
1: even know if it wasn't – I mean you could argue that pity wasn't showing much effort. But I think it was just his play style was not conducive to the fast-paced op- – like that was what was so strange to me about pity as a signing. Is like clearly he was a talented player and he had a track record in South America as – South American player of the year. However, his style of play was so different than the style of play that every Atlanta United fan that wanted Frank out was was clamoring for. It was like this fast-paced offense that's going to turn and burn. Like, Pity Martinez had zero of that, in my opinion. Like, he was not that type of player that was just going to burn through the midfield and put players on their heels and, and come up with some quick counterattack. I mean, he was definitely a a player that had a uh, good field vision and good awareness and could make plays with his feet, whether taking shots on goal or dis- or distributing and even taking players one-on-one in some circumstances, but it wasn't that fast paced offense that pl- that, the fan base was so at odds with Frank DeBoer for not employing. I don't know that Pity Martinez was going to be capable of putting that in place anyway. And so to go back to, to Kevin's point about like him not showing much effort, I just think that he just wasn't that style player of what you see from Joseph Martinez, Barco uh, now Moreno, like that are going to be this quick, fast paced offensive Offensively capable type player that are, that are going to have the pace on the ball that Atlanta United fans seem to want to have, and that Tata Martino was able to successfully employ with the club and and the players that he had on the roster uh, during his tenure.
0: Yeah, I mean that was that's that I think that I think the best way to put it might be is people wanted Petey to be Almirone and he was not Almirone in any sense of the word. Like other, I mean they're both left footed. They both can create for people, but they're not the same type of player. In the same way, I think Marcelino Moreno is not the t- same type of player as Almiron either, um, but at the same time, definitely fits a key need in, in creation in the midfield and in industriousness. Like, you, you're just a great, great piece uh, moving forward. I mean
1: – Can I go wildly off topic because I just had a bizarre – like, just a random thought pop into my head? Yeah. We, we talk about the trap each and every week. We have all these people that listen to the show, whether they listen to it live on YouTube or listening to it on iTunes. We have three games left in the season. And then I think this community, and I say community, has taken sort of a knock and hasn't been able to sort of engage with one another as much as we typically would during a given season whether it's in the gulch or in mercedes-benz or wherever it is and it's holiday season right and and we've wanted to do something for the holidays for the past three years that we've been doing this show what do you think about a home before dark secret santa no no I'm just kidding.
0: I was I was shaking okay. my head before you, before you even okay. said anything.
1: I wasn't gonna do like a let's get, do a meet and greet because obviously like COVID <laughs> and everything else. Like <laughs> I'm not saying that, but a home before dark, secret Santa, people that show up week in and week out on to, the, to, to listen to the show live or whatever. We do just like we did for scarves or whatever else. We can set something up on the website where people can register for it. It wouldn't cost anything. You'd set a dollar amount for it. And then all we would do is just do sort of like a random number generator where it would pair peop- people up and make sure that they had each other's information. And that way we could do a secret Santa and get ahead of it for a couple months down the road. What do you think? Sure. Why not? Is that going to be too much work for us to put together? You think we could do that? Because that's always the real deciding factor. Is if we we have the time to figure all the logistics out with anything.
0: Um, All we're doing is putting an order form together and then a random number generator. Why not?
1: Yeah. You know? No. Just a thought. What do you guys think? In the trap, listening, however else, let us know what you think, whether on Twitter at home before dark, that's before spelled being the number four or in the trap. Um, yeah. Could be fun.
0: Yeah. Joe, Joe Johnstone saying whoever gets him is getting bourbon or donuts. <laughs> um, I thought your lead up was an elaborate ruse for the question that I want to ask given yet another bad goal that was conceded by Brad Guzan on Saturday. Which is, Can or Guzan? (laughs) I'm I'm kind of serious at this point. It's like... With three games left in this season, why not? Do you you shake the tree and, and see what you have in Alec Can? Because the precipitous drop in performance from Brad Guzan over the past few weeks has me a little worried moving forward. Like, it's... It's kind of hard. I mean, Percy's Percy saying, "OMG, goo's out, dude is wash." Brittany, S said, "Can I'm sorry." Yeah, I, I mean, at this point, what do you have to lose,
1: dude? I mean, what What did I say whenever this whole shit went down? Right, it was like, I want to see as many looks in this rotation in this lineup as humanly possible for whoever the new manager is to have a accurate representation of the skill sets of every player on this roster and where they may align with whatever system he or she wants to employ. What better way to do that with three games left in the season than to put cannon because why not? What do you have to lose at this point?
0: Nothing. Absolutely nothing.
1: Zero. If anything you like, I mean, you've got more than enough tape on Guzan for whatever manager to know. What, what they're getting out of him. And if anything, you light a fire under his ass by putting him on the hot seat for three games. And you don't risk any injury, which is also good. Like, yeah. just just pull him out for three games. Who cares?
0: Yeah, I, dude. it's It's been rough to watch. I mean, that goal that he gave up on Saturday, he slapped it into the net. Like it was bad. Yeah. Like he should have had that, like without a, without a, uh, without a second guess, in my opinion, one last thing, Percy saying, whoever gets him for secret Santa gets him for the day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. I like that idea. I like that idea. Um, but seriously, like, he did have the, the error. Actually, so there were two errors on that, right? So Miles Robinson loses his man. Yep. Which is Russell Knauss, who so ends up Miles being head-on.
1: Did you see? Uh, oh, he, wait, of course we
0: saw. Yeah.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, props to Michael Parker still wearing the captain's band, even in his absence.
0: Fucking right. I don't know if Parky has ever listened, if he even knows who we are. But we love we love us to Michael Parkhurst. He showed out. I even rock my Michael Parkhurst haircut all the time, especially whenever I get out of the shower and it's all got product in it and get it really tight. Um, no, you're right. Coming to the defense of Miles Robinson because it was – and I don't I, – I think he said it perfectly. Like Matt Doyle is talking about how big of a shocker his, his regression has been this year. and I'm Like what the f- – What have I don't understand what you guys have been watching? Yeah. Because I feel like he has been one of the best defenders in MLS that's been hampered with, as Michael Parkhurst put it, a whole host of things. Yeah. Whether that's just like losing your partner, losing Parkhurst, losing LGP, losing uh not having a consistent partner in there, being asked to play on the left side, being asked to play more advanced sometimes. And he's still all like he's still been amazing, yeah. And and I love Felipe Cardenas a lot but I mean to Percy's point he got ratioed hard on that because he was talking about his regression too um I don't I don't know I don't I don't see it I still think he's in a, I still uh, I still personally think he is too good for MLS and he should be playing in Europe like I I don't know it just it got me it got me worked up but to your point you know Michael Parkers coming to his – Come into his defense uh, was pretty great to see. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, Another thing I, I feel like we probably should mention it just because we, we mentioned Matt Doyle and, and everybody in the national MLS media, you know, I think another big point of news, unfortunately this past week and um Thoughts, prayers, everything yeah. going out to Total Soccer Show and, and the entire family for Daryl and his family who unfortunately passed away over the weekend. And um,
0: yeah, it sucks, man. Like, yeah, fuck cancer. One, but did, it's, it's pretty pretty heartening to see. Um, or did you? I don't know if you listened to the clip of him talking yeah. being at peace. And I was just like, I can't take this right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was very hard to listen to, but at the same time, it, it it made me feel it made me cry. But at the same time, it made me feel a lot better um, that he had come to grips with his passing and to your point, yeah. That's yeah thoughts yeah, and prayers out to them, and I mean Taylor and and that whole crew, and we don't know them, but they're no
1: not at all. Like, but yeah. you don't want to see or hear about anybody in any community no. or, and especially one that we're loosely affiliated with having passed from an unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, Miles Robinson regressing terribly bad. We're going to get him off the roster too, I guess just front office, just mm-hmm. cut and burn everything.
0: Yeah. Front office is a mistake. He, <laughs> he should not be on this team to begin with. He's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny to watch like gotta find something gotta find something that's it to complain man about. that's
1: exactly it is it's like as this fan base has gotten at least not this fan base i, I don't want to lump everybody in this fan base into one big pot but as the more vocal um Arguably the vocal minority that seems to have some polar sway over some of the decision making process and the knee jerk reactions of the front office that um, as they're sort of emboldened or empowered by some of the things that have taken place, it, it, it actually it absolutely feels like it's just next man up like everybody's got to be out for for this fan base to be happy and it's only leading to less and less results like as it's going to because you have no no foundation at a certain point that you continue to slash and burn and i don't i don't think that this team is without any of its key pieces or unsavable at this point, I think a good manager next year and a a full healthy roster with the return of Joseph Martinez and everything else. I think this team is absolutely right back into the running of things. Um, if not next year, then absolutely the year after, but you can't, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater and, and just keep taking every possible thing out and then expect, that to solve everything. It's just not the way things work. It's, it's absolutely not healthy um, for a culture or environment that, that wants to breed success on a year after year basis. Because if the entire organization is different year after year, what do you have to stand on? You know?
0: No, for sure. And then, uh, yeah. In a league that's set up the structure the financial financial restrictions and things like that it's built for parity and how quickly we've seen how quickly teams can turn it around in mls too just like with a with a single good offseason and then some players leaving from other teams i feel like yeah. or it's it's a real big crapshoot i feel like and yeah. that's part of the fun the Absolutely. unpredictability but at the same time you're right i mean it's can't expect it to be overnight but we're we're not that far away from having it I mean we're a joseph Martinez away from being a, like a top three team in in the east I feel like
1: yeah I, I completely agree I mean there there are certainly the key pieces there to facilitate that it's just a matter of somebody that can wrangle those and keep them healthy and keep a, a good rotation in where players aren't being overstretched and you know i'm not saying that was joseph's injury by any stretch of the imagination it's just one of those things that happens but i think having a manager that knows how to hashtag play your kids i mean look at the players that have gotten into rotation under frank DeBoer. that you know arguably may not have because previous managers were so or previous manager being Tata was so hesitant to, to make those substitutions. And when they did, when he did, it was, you know, it's in the 80th minute and what kind of play time or, or development are you getting with 10 minutes of play versus what Frank did bring from some sort of positive standing was really rotating those players in and figuring out what he has from a from a depth chart that I think is how Atlanta United managed to make it to the playoffs and and arguably should have made it to MLS finals last year was it wasn't a healthy team for all 30 what 34 games 32 games it was a team that for a big chunk of that had one or two dps on the field at Each week, it wasn't a team that had all three DPs on the field, and you had to figure out that depth. And and that takes a coach and and a manager that's going to rotate that lineup to figure out what those depth pieces are and ways to facilitate growth, change, and longevity in a manner that's not just based on results now with what they have right now. And I think that's what this team and what the league really needs because the league does rise and fall so much. It's kind of like college football in that way. Right. Like it's. it's, Oh yeah. That's a
0: good, that's a very good, um, simile.
1: Every couple of years, it's it's a completely different league because you've got players on both ends of their career where they're aging out of their career or they're coming into their career and maybe they get transferred out. And with all the salary caps and everything else, the dynamics shift and change so much. It is the teams that manage to find a way to bridge that gap and continuously plug and play that end up finding long-term success. And even though they may not win year over year, they're always in the running. You know, it's, it's the New York Red Bulls. It's the LA galaxy. It's, it's those teams that are Seattle and Toronto over the past, what, six, seven years. You know, it's, it's teams that are having these rotations and every year it's like, Oh, they're rotating out. And so much of their team is gone and this thing and that thing are happening. And yet they're both playing for an MLS final for the fourth year in six seasons or whatever it was, you know, Um, that's what this team needs to really instill. And, and just, that's what I hope the front office tries to do is just hold the line and not have those knee jerk reactions. And I don't think hindsight, I don't think Frank DeBoer was the right fit for this team, not based on what the talent pool that this front office was wanting to pull from. I don't think that culturally Frank DeBoer had The right, the right—I don't know—the right stuff, I guess, for for molding, growing, garnering respect, or whatever it may be, to manage a locker room um, comprised of South American players. I just don't know that that was ever going to be the case. And I think that that's what is incumbent on this front office to find somebody that is going to gel with what they're wanting to do with where they're pulling their player base from and what they're looking to do as an organization. And not to expect those results to happen in a year or even two years. But if the if the locker room is sound, the results are gonna come. You've just got to let that take take shape. And I don't think that Frank was going to get there, even though the results were kind of meh, you know, I don't think it was all bad. Clearly not based on his first year. You know, he's he's one two plays away from from being right back in the running and makes two two major championships happen uh in the in the course of a season and you throw in a pandemic and everything else this year and he's out the door um but I, I think just based on what we heard from what was happening inside the locker room i don't think he was the right fit but whoever that next guy is if culturally it's working the rest is going to happen it's just just it's not going to necessarily happen overnight. I think the fan base needs to know that too.
0: Yeah, uh, I do kind of echo uh, Kevin Escobar's sentiments. While I think that, and I don't know if he's saying this tongue in cheek, I think obviously saying tongue in cheek uh, with Marino, Mourinho, or uh, Ted Lasso. But um, like, I understand the wanting to bring in like a young up and coming manager who's part of like a coaching tree that jives with our style. To Kevin Escobar's point, he says, well, our base is relatively young. Why not just keep what we have now and keep building on that? He said, bring in experience with a manager, which I could see. And Elliot saying, bring in Rafa, talking about Rafa Benitez, who has a whole host of experience, whether it be with Liverpool or Napoli or Newcastle or Real Madrid, even though that stint was kind of nightmarish. Um, Yeah, bring in somebody who's able to mold these kids and still play in an attacking style.
1: I think it's got to be a marquee signing either way. Like it can't just, it can't be, you can't bring somebody in that these, like these players have proven, like so much of this culture is driven by players or, or managers that these players from South America know, recognize, and want to play for. As well as this being a destination, not not a destination, but a stop to their destination and a manager that's going that has a proven track record either at the destination or getting players to that level. And you're gonna have to, if you're at Lane United, you gotta splash some cash on that and find somebody that that fits that mold, right? Like it's not just somebody that Again, nothing against Frank. I think that he had a good tenure, all things considered. I don't think he was necessarily the best fit for Atlanta United, but he wasn't necessarily that pl- that that coach that had this proven track record, especially in his latest tenure. Aside from his earlier years with Ajax, but he wasn't a manager that players were going to get excited to come play for right out the gate, you know, because of the optics of it, if for no other reason.
0: Yeah, I could see that. I I mean, there is a U23 U.S. men's national team manager that I feel would like to get back in MLS. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag Christ in. Brittany S. (laughs) All that
1: to say, Christ in.
0: Yeah. Uh, Brittany S. saying Ben Olsen in. We're in a
1: crisis.
0: Yeah. Speaking of crisis, how about Philadelphia just absolutely dunking on Toronto on Saturday, five nil?
1: It is a tied-up supporter shield race right now.
0: There is no supporter shield. At least, what's the latest on that? Well, you be. know what I mean. Yeah, yeah
1: It's there's not going to be one, but for for <laughs> for the rest of us, there is one. You know, yeah.
0: Philly. Philly did the smart thing, negotiating keeping Brendan Aronson there for the rest of the year on loan because that kid is pretty damn amazing. That team is good, man. I think that they got to be the favorites right now for MLS, uh, for MLS Cup. Uh, It's hard for me to say otherwise, but I mean, Toronto has the tiebreaker right now because they have wins.
1: Right. No, they don't have, they don't have the type right now. Philly's leading in the standings.
0: Mm, eastern conference tables have they're, toronto they're t- no, no 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 no. They're, they are 36 to 34 towards...
1: no it's 41 41 what am i looking at then i don't know you're looking at something that's outdated it's it's they both have 12 wins right now they both have five draws both have three losses on goal differential philly has the oh yeah you're breaker. right
0: yeah unless no. that's weird huh who scored really hates MLS? Sorry, I was. I had the fixture list up on there, and they have the. Here, I'll show it to you. This is bogus. This is. I just want you to see what I'm seeing, so you don't think I'm crazy, and just. No, you're fine. This is like.
1: Oh <laughs> yeah, that's really outdated. Why would they? That's have? three games behind. What the hell?
0: That still shows Atlanta United in the in a playoff spot. Uh, Nathan Explosion says Supporter Shield is back on. I feel like the committee was um, um, the committee was uh, like upset about it or petitioning it last week, right? Hold on. Let me see if I can find what the best. So while you're pulling that up,
1: um, hey guys, everybody that was suggesting Hulu Live for my solution (laughs) to streaming games. Hope you're happy. Hope you're happy. Hope you're happy. Also, living my nightmare where none of us get to watch games anymore because just like YouTube TV, Hulu Live decided all local Fox networks are no longer going to be broadcasted on their service.
0: And And to be fair, to be fair, it's Sinclair Media Group who owns all these local stations and the local regionals Fox sports stations that are putting themselves way too far out of uh, negotiation for these streaming services. It's 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 this whole industry is a damn snake eating its tail.
1: It is. It is. It's just
0: freaking ridiculous. Brittany S. saying Zlatan went off again. I only saw that he scored in the first like two minutes prompt promptly tweeted out that syria is a retirement league obviously because he's he's gonna fire ac milan to a uh championship at the age of 39 years old i think he had coming into this game he had like 14 goals in 20 games as a 39 year old
1: that's so crazy
0: it's stupid coming off of like a pretty catastrophic knee injury too whatever that was two years ago a year ago
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: MLS products Laton. That's right, Percy. It's That's right. um man, that guy is a sight to behold. You know, everybody knows the championship numbers, but there was like there was a stretch of like a decade where he was on four different teams and he never didn't win the title with That's those teams. Teasing. Yeah. Between Juve and Inter, and um I think maybe when he was I want to say he was at IX was his youth team. Yeah, there was just a there was a long stretch where he won the title in every single, every single league that he played in, or every single yeah. with every single team he played with. It's like Trevor Lawrence of soccer. It's cool. Oh yeah. Except he doesn't look like a mannequin that he was <laughs> like Trevor Lawrence, poor kid. I say poor kid, he's gonna be like the consensus number one overall pick in the NFL draft next year, but make a boatload of cash. But like poor kid looks like he was made in a mannequin factory.
1: Like he- I think he cut his hair next year, man. I've been I've been saying that nonstop. I think he cut He's gonna he go loses, buzz cut. I think he loses the hair his first year, pro. I mean, that's what Julio Jones did too, right? I mean, see a lot of players. Oh, I forgot play.
0: about Julio having that long hair.
1: Yeah, you see a lot of players just kind of shed that. You know, one person who has it is Derrick Henry. He's just got that
0: big knot in the back. Now. <laughs> still a monster they finally oh, no, lost dude. yesterday
1: yeah that that's a big dude jesus
0: but dude, he's like six whatever he's like six four, 250 pounds God. crazy crazy athletic uh yeah. gigantic halfback yeah i don't think that's a phrase anybody uses anymore the running game is dead for the most part it's getting a little bit of a revitalization between dalvin cook and edwards yeah. lair and aaron jones but yeah. I saw
1: some, uh, you see Odell Beckham juniors out towards ACL. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. He, which crazy. It, he went out in the first quarter and then Baker went out and threw five touchdowns.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So maybe, I don't, yeah, maybe there's less pressure on him to throw the ball to Odell Beckham, but yeah. And I'm, the all Cowboys. In, I,
1: I'm all in on the bills train now, man. I'm fully in. I'm in it.
0: Bill's mafia. Yeah. Uh, Jump through a person, table
1: every weekend just to get ready.
0: Percy saying DK Metcalf is the best wide receiver in the league. That man is an absolute, and I say this in no uncertain terms, unit. <laughs> <laughs> that man was made in a freaking laugh. Yeah. I
1: don't know. Yeah. It's
0: unfair. It is unfair, sir.
1: I think I'd be um, on the fence with Bills if uh, Beasley wasn't playing for him, because that's my dude. I had him on my fantasy team like six years ago whenever he was with the Cowboys and Oh, Cole Beasley. Yeah, he's a, he's he's my go-to guy now. Every every uh every short-down scenario, like go to Beasley. Sure enough,
0: I'm on board. Tiny tiny white receiver. Uh, let's see. Board. He's scrappy. He shows a lot of heart. He's my he's my he's my Hunter Renfro. That's what I need.
1: I need every team needs a Hunter Renfro.
0: Yeah, obviously, because we were watching baseball the other night, and there's a Hunter Renfro on the the <laughs> Tampa Bay Rays. I was like, wait, did he switch sports? <laughs> because I know a lot of a lot of college athletes, a lot of football players will play baseball and football. I was like, wait, did he do a Kyler Murray? Did he nah, he's in reverse? Raiders, no, no he's I know, yeah. Raiders. Seems like he's having a decent year. Yeah, yeah. Not bad. Um, they got trounced yesterday because Tampa's starting to – Tom Brady's starting to get comfortable with Bruce Arians, and yeah, the league got put on notice. Oh boy, unfortunately. Hey, speaking of new contenders, well, first I I would be remiss if I didn't say that it is Orlando Hate Week. Even so, even, even given, though
1: we we've, we've all laid down and taken it at this point, yeah.
0: But hopefully, same lineup as Saturday. John Gallagher in instead of Kubo Torres, and we'll see what happens. True, we'll see what happens. Um, I I texted you about this earlier, but Zaxby's. Oh, dude, that new chicken sandwich. Can you pull it up? Can we screen? Zaxby's took their hat off and said, "Where's the ring? When's it come out? When's it come out? It's being test marketed right now. I think.
1: Um, Share your screen, please. Yes geez hold on come on man hurry up are they gonna do a spicy version because that's what really matters oh it looks so
0: good though they're going to they said that they're introduced well i don't know if they'll do a spicy version but they said with this they're going to introduce spicy zach sauce
1: so they had oh so they had a chicken sandwich before but it came on like their toast on a bun like that though Dude, oh, look at
0: that. that i like that looks that looks like the Popeye sandwich but guess i what? like
1: that their link hold on let me send you this link that i've got here i like that they the way that they're hyping this up is the chicken sandwich war ain't over yet there it is oh yeah i will say i don't know man dude look at that. I mean, it's going to
0: take a lot to yeah. spicy
1: Zach sauce. I just want that.
0: I'm about that life for sure. But see, like I told Mike German earlier, German Furman German. I told him earlier, is like I was born with the unfortunate palate that I don't like ketchup. I don't like mayonnaise, which is the double basis for like the combo basis for every quote-unquote signature sauce that any restaurant in history is ever put out. It's just me catch up with different You don't like
1: Zack sauce?
0: Honestly, I'm going to go ahead and be 100% honest. I've never tried it just because I know what's in it. Damn. Come on, man. Mm. Yes, Michelle joining us right at the Come right time. On, Her man. favorite time. I mean the
1: this is cool and all, but none of us are going to be able to get it for two years because the lines are going to be ridiculous. Now everybody can finally
0: try a Popeye chicken soup. Hold, hold up. Hold up. I want to see if you can notice the game changer here. Um, so is that, this.
1: so? the crazy thing is, are they doing chicken tenders? Because right now look,
0: – look at, look at this. Read what I just highlighted. Game changer. Potato toasted bun. Toasted
1: potato bun. Okay. So are they doing – chicken strips because they don't have a like chicken patty right now at zaxby's that does no. not exist no, no no this isn't a strip this is a chicken breast so they're definitely gonna be sold out like crazy because that's not even something that they have on their menu
0: yeah and it's not like <laughs> supply lines have gotten better since Popeye's did exactly exactly <laughs> It's like, it's like i can't get gravel at home depot you think that zaxby's is going to be able to keep a chicken breast like you said that's a good point they don't keep it on their menu right it's not something they have on their menu
1: like popeyes ran out right and i'm pretty sure that they like it's not like it was a new thing right like didn't they already have no no, they didn't have chicken filet patties either nope so you're gonna have the exact same situation happen here but and that's why just gonna- the back sauce is gonna be amazing i hope you can get that with like if i hope that they put the spicy zach sauce in the little containers like they do the regular zach sauce and you can at least select to get that with your big zach snack whenever you inevitably can't get your sandwich meal
0: see this is so this is what i with a Popeye sandwich i get it without the sauce um and then i get black and ranch on the side and then i make my own um i i don't know if you've noticed this i i'm Planning on doing the same with this, but with Tongue Torch. Tongue Torch is my go-to when it goes to Zaxby's. Like that is oh, my yeah. sauce. Oh,
1: yeah. That's the go-to all, for sure.
0: All day, all and Either in that ward, or nuclear. One of the, great, the, ward, those the great two, Kimbo just depending sliced. on
1: how I'm feeling.
0: Yeah. Um, Tongue Torch is always like the base. And yeah. they started putting it. They used to just serve it in little ramekins, but they have it in. It's in a uh, peelback. Oh, I didn't
1: now. know that
0: yeah they sell it like as a commoditized uh little they don't have to go so, in the back and so do let, me, let me guess it you go get thing. your
1: popeye sandwich and then you go through zaxby's for the fries mm-hmm. and then you get your tongue torch to put on wow. your sandwich
0: see i would do the opposite i i would get fries from popeyes i like popeyes fries way better than the crinkle fries
1: no i feel you yeah kfc's got good yeah. fries now they're pretty legit i haven't no, we've had we had the. I used to only have potato wedges, and now they've got fries.
0: Yeah, and they're kind of like the, the
1: old, uh, like Central Park checkers fries. Ooh,
0: their their um Nashville chicken tenders are pretty de- pretty decent.
1: Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm getting can get so them without being right just right in
1: now. a pool of grease in the bottom
0: of it. No, you can't, and it's so <laughs> pervasive. If it gets it just out, of... It soaks up
1: through the biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh no, I gotta. They got a Frank's Red Hot Biscuit in this? That's cool. (laughs) It's like, no, it just soaked up everything from the bottom of the container on your ride home.
0: I don't think anything has as much splash damage food-wise as that chili sauce in the Nashville Hot Chicken. It is so unbelievably pervasive if it gets out of that Tupperware. It is not coming out of whatever it touched. No. Your fingers we got it on the way back from, like, a six-hour drive. Bad idea. Like, I am so messy the entire ride home. Like, I'm fine and stuff later. Uh, um, good grief. Kevin Escobar saying, wow, hating on Zaxby's sauce. This is why Atlanta United is doing badly. Between y'all and Tim's Eric fault. Quintana. It's Tim's fault. Losing our game, losing games is our price to pay because of you blasphemers. It's Tim's fault. zaxby's i think zaxby's is great if i don't have to go 30 minutes in the car before opening the container
1: dude 30 minutes my ass you go more than 10 minutes and it's like you drop it in a swimming pool
0: yeah true very true or and and on top of that somehow you transform the fries into styrofoam like they're they're not edible at that point. Again,
1: the fact that everything's in one container without vents, it is like a sauna (laughs) for your food. It is. There's Um, a reason why every other fast food place puts their things into separate containers and the fries are not in a trapped enclosure where they just steam themselves for your entire ride home.
0: That's why I don't do to-go wings at places for the most part. Because of the same thing. Because you'll get the fries in with the wings in the black container by the time you get home. There's whatever crisp was on those chicken uh, wings that you asked for. You know, I ask for extra crispy because I love it. Um, I don't do soggy wings. It takes me back to like childhood and eating Pizza Hut wings. Just not. No. Yeah. It's just not. Elliot Beaven brings up a good point. Another brand that changed their fries. I'll take about 20 years ago at this point. Burger King, very underrated fries. They got a little bit of batter on them.
1: I can't. I can't. If I'm going to Burger King, I'm getting onion rings and I'm getting that horseradish sauce and it's making me fart the entire way home or I'm not getting that.
0: Okay, here's another one. I know we still have, we have seven minutes left on the show and we still got to talk about Halloween candy, but
1: (laughs) Angie is furious right now.
0: uh, I literally just got a text that said, why are you doing this to me? (laughs) Because she could hear me in the other room. Oh, God. (sighs) <sighs> um, for those who, who the don't best know onion rings?
1: Tim and Angie are trying to cut calories right now and Angie just wants Tim to eat snacks and get fat and she's just driving herself crazy with this entire scenario so
0: yeah Um, what who has the best onion rings and why is it the varsity
1: yeah those are pretty solid
0: the batter on them.
1: yeah they are pretty good
0: Oh, so we had trick-or-treat blasts on Saturday. We went to Sonic.
1: I made was a it?
0: big mistake of getting mediums thinking it was some other oh, size than
1: you are so dumb that is a 20 ounce cup Tim why would you not <coughs> consult me first on this decision and I, I hope that it was sizes. like every other blast that got made at all of the Sonics that I worked at growing up where the bottom half was just plain vanilla ice cream because yep. nobody knows how to mix those things <laughs> up properly was that yep. about right is that yep. what happened
0: Cool. That's exactly what it was. That's 100%. Then you're committed what it and
1: you're going to finish.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I took a few bites of Angie's whenever she got down to the, the vanilla ice cream.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, it was pretty okay. good, though.
1: It was, it was, it was just half, an I'm inf- sure It was great. The bottom half, just vanilla ice cream.
0: It was just an M&M blast that had like a couple pieces of Snickers on the top of it. This is pretty much what it ended up being. I'm gonna
1: report back. I think Stacy and I are gonna do the yard this weekend. So uh I'll have to okay. report back on how it goes.
0: Is there if a more underrated candy bar than the baby Ruth? A more overlooked candy bar than the baby Ruth?
1: Oh,
0: uh, hello. Better not say crackle.
1: God no, man! <laughs> Didn't we just have this conversation last week?
0: We did. We did.
1: Like did anybody, anybody this styrofoam covered in milk chocolate in my opinion, it's what just loose styrofoam on? that somebody ground up and put milk chocolate over.
0: Um, if you guys are watching live in the trap, put a comment in here, or if you guys are listening to us after the fact and before Halloween tweet at us or like Instagram message us or something and send us if you are you guys doing is anybody doing the social distance trick-or-treat shoot the candy shoot have you seen that oh yeah
1: I'm doing that I'm doing a potato gun and I'm just loading it in there (laughs) I'm actually gonna stand on my roof and try to try to catch them down at the roads. yeah
0: (laughs) yeah but with jawbreakers
1: (laughs) I'm actually putting those big jawbreakers that That's, used that's to what get. I'm talking about. Yeah. You know,
0: one of the- <laughs> What's that? Like, like baseball? Ter- you remember the Terminator 2 go- jawbreakers when we were kids? It was it was a baseball-sized yeah. gobstopper.
1: <laughs> what <laughs> I'm gonna do? Sitting on the roof with a potato gun, just packing candy. it. <laughs> <and food. laughs>
0: <laughs> I did that, but with a Red Rider BB gun and sixlets. <laughs> I actually
1: I actually got a paintball gun. I loaded the hopper up with milk duds. <laughs> Just picking off kids' paintball.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, with whoppers not oh milk duds! <laughs> milk duds are
1: too dead. on impact.
0: <laughs> oh milk duds that have been in the freezer for
1: a, <laughs> yeah, exactly. For a
0: week, yeah, exactly.
1: That's what I'm Good doing. Good
0: grief! It's gonna be great. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going out of town. Otherwise, I would put we would we would make one of those those shoots. Even though we had our lights, I feel like. Actually, I don't remember now. I feel like we didn't have our lights on last year because we just wanted to sit and eat all of the candy that we bought. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, but the year before, like, our HOA sent out a message that was like, yeah, we had – because we were new to the neighborhood two years ago. They were like, we had something like 200 trick-or-treaters last year or something like that. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, we didn't have – like, <laughs> we didn't have many kids at all show up. We just had <laughs> so much leftover candy. and I feel like it would have been the same again this year. I don't think there's going to be – a lot of kids. I don't know. it yeah. be be interesting yeah. to see. Yeah,
1: looking forward to it. Should be a fun yeah. time. Yeah. Either way.
0: Um. Score predictions for <laughs> for the two games.
1: Uh, for Wednesday, I'm gonna say two nil Orlando, and for Saturday, I will say one nil Atlanta.
0: Same. I don't think I've oh. predicted Orlando to beat us.
1: You've learned your lesson. Ever? But no, I don't know if I have.
0: I don't know if it's me learning my lesson with betting against Orlando because last time they, we drew them and they yeah. were coming in no a favorite team. But I don't know. Um, Brittany asks, with the, with the ultimate – like winning sentiment saying who cares, right? One nil Atlanta.
1: <laughs> I like that. Everyone's going, I guess Atlanta win three nil with an Eels hat trick. <laughs> uh, I guess one nil Atlanta. I yeah.
0: Like yeah. Confidence is not uh, coursing through the veins of the Atlanta United fa- faithful right now. Not by the, any the unfaithful. Yeah, Actually, not that by sounds any bad. Stretch. Not yeah. by any stretch. Yeah. But,
1: well no dan but uh maybe next week we'll see and until then if you want to follow us before you follow us you already found us one way or another so however you did if you found us on youtube be sure to like and subscribe hit the bell icon so you can find out whenever we go live each and every week whenever we record if you found us on itunes or podomatic or spotify wherever you found us on that Be sure to hit some level of stars. If there's an option to leave a comment, be sure to do so. We'll read it aloud on the show. Um, If you want to interact with us, which we always love doing, you can find us both individually on social media platforms. Tim, where can they find you?
0: You can find me on Instagram at Tim Herb.
1: Find me as well at The Architect. That's at the underscore A-R-C, number one T-E-C-T. And you can find us all at home before dark that's before spelled b and the number four and uh yeah hopefully you guys have a fun and safe halloween and you eat all the candy and eat snacks and get fat wherever you are till next time as always be home before dark bye